Blog Talk Radio. to Queer Talk. Queer Talk is an LGBT Hero Award talk radio show. I'm your host, Xavier Mejia. Today is February 7, 2016. Today's going to be a big show. Today's episode is Journey This, and we're joined by award-winning writer and actress Sheree O'Neill. Today is going to be an out-of-this-world experience here at Queer Talk. Uh, we're talking to someone that's been uh, on the forefront of change, social justice, and has been an ally of the LGBT community for a very long time. So help me welcome our guest, Sheree O'Neill. Sheree, ah. good morning. How are you? Good. Can you hear me? I, I can hear you. <laughs> Okay, good. Thank you, honey. It is early in the morning. I know. Thank you for getting up and and joining us. Uh, you know, it's a Sunday morning show. We're asking a lot. You know, uh, it's it's a gift that you're here with us. Thank you for you know sharing your time with us. How oh, are you doing? Of course, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful morning. I was I was up early already anyway, so I, I appreciate it. I'm so proud of you. I'm excited. Thank you so much for asking me to uh, speak with you today. Absolutely. You know, we've known each other for about, what, 13, 14 years? Something like that. And it's been a while since we've connected, but that doesn't mean I haven't followed your body of work. So I'm excited to have you on and and talk a lot about what you've been doing. Uh, But before we get into all of that, I wanted to take some time to introduce you in a way that that would be – that depicts who you are and why you you are this great artist. Um, I know that you are from New York. Can you share with me a little bit about your upbringing uh, where did you grow up, and some of those influences in your early age? Sure. Um, I was born and raised in New York City, um, raised by an amazing, creative, politically active uh, mother who exposed me to all kinds of art and culture and politics and you know spirituality, you know, in touch, being in touch with nature and enjoying that, which I still to this day love. Uh, so at a very young age, you know, I just witnessed through her, especially with her being a dancer <clears throat> and being surrounded by a lot of those like-minded individuals, the power of art and just having a voice and being self-created. Um, and, you know, my mother was a, a big influence in that, as well as her mother, which is my grandmother. Um, and we'll get We'll get to talk a little bit later about that, but that's the impetus of the show, Journey This, is those uh, legacies. Um, And, uh, you know, and then through that, I did a lot of plays. Uh, When I was young, I did a play by Gwendolyn Brooks called The Tiger Who Wore a White Glove. So my first role was a monkey. I was very proud of it. And and then uh, from there, just found... um, poetry and traveled um, to Cuba, 
through a school called uh, Che Lumumba, which my mother um, enrolled me in in Amherst, Massachusetts. Uh, so I, I've traveled quite a bit. Um, did some uh, travel journalism, uh, taught creative writing, which is kind of one of the ways that you and I have met, and came around to poetry when I moved out here in L.A. Uh, as an actress, there was just the roles that were being offered were not self-fulfilling to me, so I'm, I'm a self-created person. Uh, so I, that's how poetry came about. You'd think I'd started in New York, but I didn't. It actually started out here in, in Los Angeles. Oh, is that and right? then, Yeah. I, you know, for some reason, I always, you know, be, and partly because, you know, as you were talking about your your mother and your grandmother and uh, their sense of creativity, um, I always figured that you, that all of that did start in New York, but it's probably more because I've seen the photos of, you know, your mom and, her, and you know, her, her showcase, right? Did that start yeah. in New York? Well, no, no, no. Well, actually, let me just preface it by saying just being, um, just going out on the poetry circuit and speaking my words out loud, that was done out here. It was a necessity as a creative person to do so. But, yeah, I've been surrounded with art. I've, I've recited poetry since I was very young. But in terms of just, like, getting out and exploring that as a as a possible, uh, more than just a hobby, um, that was really influenced and rooted in, uh, well, not rooted, but just expanded in uh, Los Angeles. Oh, got it. Necessity. And when did you come to L.A.? What year was that? Uh, two, 2000. Oh, okay. Okay, and then I met you a few years later. Yeah. Oh, sweet. So share with us a little bit about what you write about. Oh, well, you know, my in, I write about many different things, um, love, uh, pain, um, abandonment, uh, trees. <laughs> uh, I just tend to write from what I what I'm feeling, what I'm what I'm experiencing. Uh, I'm not the type of writer where you say, okay, write about a flower now, and then I just write. I just, it's usually something that I've had some intimate connection with or some intimate passion with. Um, so a lot of my pieces come from, you know, love and, and yearning and pain and joy and, um, and um, yeah. So <clears throat> in terms of writing about love, um, I know that we're going to play some of your music, and I want, you know, to take this moment to really, you know, put out there a little bit of what you sound like, what this episode's going to be about, and more importantly, who you're about. And so we're going to listen to one of your uh, musical pieces, and it's called, or, would you call it musical, or is it just more poetic? Uh, no, you're. It's, uh, it's a. You know, I started out doing poetry a cappella, which is with no music, no anything, and then obviously, you know, you grow and expand, so you add music. So I think this is, you know, this is, this is a, this is a song that's just delivered in poetry. Got it. Okay, so this the the one that we're playing now. It's called Intentions. Do you want to sort of introduce Intentions for us? 
Um, the reason behind it is that uh, you are self-created and what you want to manifest in your life comes from your intentions with it. That's what it's about. Fantastic. That's beautiful. Okay, so uh, here we go, plain intentions. The stairs we climb to destiny. The soot that hides under beauty. All the fall downs in you that I love you be. The opportunities we find in pain and The love that feeds us momentarily in all these lives with turns intention. What's your
That was Intentions by Sheree O'Neill. You're listening to Queer Talk, an LGBT Hero Award Talk radio show. I'm your host, Xavier Mejia. Today is February 7, 2016. The time is 10:12. If you'd like to call in and speak with myself or, or the guest, speak with Sheree O'Neill. You can call 323-870-3984. And, you know, Sheree O'Neill is an New York native, and she's an Alley Award-winning writer, a NAPT Image Award nominee performer, published author, and creative teacher. She's worked in South Africa, Bolivia, New York, Los Angeles, and she's worked with actors Philip Seymour Hoffman, Harry Lennox, Mark Pellington, Adam Lambert, and Miriam Williamson. Sheree, once again, I want to welcome you to the show and thank you for, you know, taking the time to join us. Um, that was such a beautiful, um, you know, array of words and and beats and music. Where does that come from? Huh? Where does that come from? Well, um, yeah, just like I said, I usually when I'm thinking of poetry. Sorry about that. Can you hear me? Absolutely. I'm here. Okay, perfect. Um, usually, I'm um, a lot of times when I'm writing, I'm telling myself something. Uh, so it's kind of like a self-talk. And uh, so that's where it came from. It came from just saying to myself that I have the power within me to make things happen and that it starts with my thoughts and then that comes through my body and speaks through my actions and then, therefore, it will change my environment. So um, that's where it comes from. Is that what inspired you to become a creative uh, writing teacher? I I love the platform um, that writing um, and creative anything provides for young people. And so, yes, that is a big influence in terms of, uh, for me growing up, writing, just actually expressing myself, uh, and then teaching um, allowed me to create a platform for young people to speak what's going on in their hearts. And it's one thing to write it, which is very powerful, but the next level is to actually say it out loud. And so that's what I really take pride in, in uh, being a part of. And and I, you know, I'm of the belief that those are all healthy ways to, to develop coping skills and, and to get through tough times, but more importantly, uh, to also know how to celebrate life. And, and it seems yeah. like you do, you do that a lot. You, 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 you know, you create a lot of work and you put it out there and you must get something from it that it keeps you going. And, and now you're teaching this to other people. Um, I know that you've worked with uh, many young, young minds and um, also have worked in HIV prevention. Can you share with us a little bit about that body of work? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we did uh, we did a film called Love Letter, and that was um, it was had to deal with again it was a, a female driven story about a young woman who had to make a choice um, to take care of herself or to um, fall into the trap of um, satisfying her lover, and um, I think you know especially with young 
girls, it's so important to teach them the power that they have within themselves beyond what they look like, beyond their body, and that their minds and the way they carry themselves and their spirit will go much much further uh, than anything else. And um, and some of that comes from self, a lot of it comes from self-esteem, and self-esteem comes from self-love. And even though you might have a, a challenging background in growing up, uh, having an opportunity to express yourself and be creative in that sense will start the healing process and start to uh, support you seeing yourself in a different light all you need is just one person to, to to believe in you and you and you can shine and so that's that was some of the work that we did and um yeah i mean just being really supportive of you know people's uniqueness and um acceptance and empowerment and celebration and support you know i'm really committed to ending prejudice whether you identify with being gay or not or you know, or uh I, I just think it's so important, especially this time um that we're living in. You know, and this is such uh a unique time politically and, and we see ourselves facing a lot of as people of color we we find ourselves facing sort of uh, you know uh these Moments that that we can say are very public and in terms of racism and institutionalized racism and here we have people like you know uh, Donald Trump trying to run for office and you know using such loose language and um, you know I keep seeing a lot of things around the Oscars and you know uh, Black Lives Matter and you know in such an important month like February where we uh, observe Black History Month. Um, I know that that your show has a, a big presence in terms of, of of giving voice to uh, not only you know your the, your own story and, and the inspirations behind it, but also it's important for you to to make sure that it's coming out at this time during Black History Month. Um, can you share with us why that's important to you? Well, you know, ironically, I, I, you know, this whole Black History Month thing is, is a funny thing because I'm a black woman and I live it beyond just the one month. Um, right. So I think it's very important, yes, to celebrate Black History Month, but, you know, it's not just for this month. It just should be an eternal forever kind of thing. And the importance, mm-hmm. thing, the importance of, um, of uh, acknowledging stories of women of color, um, is because there's a lack of uh, visibility in terms of voice. There are a few, few people who are telling great stories, but, uh, you know, in terms of this whole Oscars and Black Lives Matter, it's, you know, it, it's beyond even just being an actor or, you know, we need people in positions of power making decisions, um, producers and, you know, story writers and uh, executives and, that kind of thing will open channels and also just collectively coming together and creating our own work, regardless of the system. Um, so the importance of this show for me is to honor my grandmother and my mother's legacy and also to honor mine, even more importantly. Um, it speaks to the impact of fatherless daughters. It speaks to 
being responsible for your own happiness it speaks to breaking family cycles uh, to find your own way and uh, self-reliance and self-empowerment. So I happen to be a, a black woman who, who wants to tell this particular story, but those themes are universal. And mm-hmm. uh, fortunately, we have the opportunity to do a run of the show during this month of February, uh, opening on the 20th, uh, actually, at the Lyric Hyperion Theater and Cafe in Silver Lake. Uh, so, and ironically and beautifully enough, this show also has been invited to participate in the Los Angeles uh, Women's Theater Festival in March as well. So oh, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm excited too. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's just so beautiful. You know, my influence is like, I mean, I have many, but I love Anais Nin. I love Maya Angelou. I love this woman named Veronica Franco. I don't know too many people know her, but she's from the 15th century. She's an Italian poet and a courtesan. And she was like, she's very well educated, founded a charity for courtesans and their children. And, you know, she defended herself when they tried to say that she was charging her with witchcraft. And so I just really love these very powerful women um, during all times. Um, and, um, well, I'm not only gender biased. I like Hafiz too, but let's, <laughs> I'm sticking with my name and Veronica Franco and Maya Angelou. Because they're both, all of these people are what we call um, memorists. They take life situations and then they say it out loud which is the mm. most courageous thing one can do and the most empowering thing one can do. I mean, Anais took her journals and insight, insight into her own personal life and made these writings that were amazing. And, you know, Maya Angelou, same thing. Why, I know why the cage bird sings and on and on and on. And they also were very, um, you know, act, active in um, supporting other women and they were activists, they were artists, they were actors, they were directors, they were producers. They just did that, and that's the path I'm choosing to go into as well. And so Journey This is just uh, the beginning of many things that I I hope to accomplish with uh, my creative life. You know, uh, you're you're making me think about the importance of sort of, you know, leaving these stories behind. I think that as humans, uh, uh, whether we see ourselves as spiritual or not, I think one thing we can all agree is that we're storytellers. And the reason that we are where we are in history is because we have shared stories throughout time. And whether it be the story of, you know, where to go find water so we can survive and go find water and bring it back to a tribe or, you know, creating uh, stories that are about our last names and our heritage and we pass that down. I think that we're storytellers. Um, And what I hope that um, happens, you know, with this show and, you know, anything that, that our community is putting out there is that there is a young person somewhere that can have access to these words um, you know, be it your words, Maya Angelou's words, um, the discussions that we're we're having, and and I hope that somebody that needs words can find these words and find you know a place that comforts them and says, okay, you know what, I'm not the only person 
out there. Other people think like me. Oh, I don't I don't believe in this or I or identify in some way, but I don't see other people around me that look like me or sound like me um or 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 think like I do. But then, you know, come across words and and um and a book um on on a, on some image somewhere or hear something that they can gravitate to and then develop their own a sense of self and voice and empowerment and and that's why I think what you're doing is fantastic and it's be, it's beautiful um beyond words and the fact that the, you're able to then transcend that into music um that's the part that you know just gives me goosebumps you know as I was listening to your to your music I mean I couldn't go to sleep because I was up listening to this and I was like examining examining the words and re-examining and so um again i do thank you for coming on and and sharing this with us um you know like you said black history month is every day for you as a black woman and um you know i think that what what you're doing is fantastic and we need not only to have people put out the work but we also need people to come out and support right (laughs) Yes, we do. We do because um, because like you said, there's power in words, but there's more power in action. <laughs> and, right. And and I and I and I think um, yeah, I would love um, the support uh, in telling this universal story, and it's important, um, like you said that there could be a word or a phrase or something that is heard that can shift or create a spark in someone. And that's what uh, that's what I choose to do with my work. I, I mean, I'm not out here to preach to anybody, but I'm here to tell my truth. And if in that someone finds truth for themselves, then that's absolutely beautiful. And, and that's the purpose of it, to leave footprints. You know, when I'm gone, the legacy will be this. Right, right. So that said, take us through journey this. I know we've been we've been hinting on it. We've been kind of you know putting the pieces out there, but you know take us through journey this. Um, how did this happen? Were you in bed one day and said, you know what, I need to write about this? I I I, um, I know a little bit of the of the backstory, so uh, you know I just want to make sure that I'm not the one telling it. So can you share with us? Ah. <laughs> uh- raised by very powerful uh, women, and uh, I had an opportunity to take care of my grandmother before her passing. I moved her here from New York to Los Angeles. When she died, I had like, like, if we want to call Oprah an aha moment, like, what really is this life about? What am I here for? Who am I? What... What is my purpose? You know, your, my mortality was forced and pushed right into right in my face, and um, and I thought the beautiful aspect of what me and my grandmother went through because I ended up doing what she did probably when I was born, feeding me, changing my diapers, hugging me, loving me, watching over me, and so mm. I did the same thing in her passion. So that cyclical. Um, circle that completed um, was very beautiful to me, and uh, and I want to honor them. And 
also just asking the question like who am I what am I here for that caused me to dig into my childhood and and the influences and the things I saw and experienced and how that how that shaped who I am today and the decisions I make and and from that um came the show uh because it was my kind of it was my it was a healing um through that passing with my grandmother um and also an honoring in who I am from that moment right right you know um I'm seeing that we have a person on the line. Are you up for taking a call? Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> let's let's see. <laughs> good Hello, morning. good morning. Hi, I'm Xavier. Hi, Xavier. How you doing? I just I tuned in. I love I love that woman you have on the show. She's beautiful, Sheree. <laughs> Heart beautiful inside and out. Yes, I agree with you. Um, Xavier, you threw me for a loop there when you said, I'm Xavier. I thought, my goodness, it sounds like an echo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get many people with my with you know with a similar name. So thank you for calling. Where are you calling from this morning? I'm calling from Los Angeles. Very nice. And thank you for Yeah, I'm, I'm originally from New York, but I've been here for uh, 23 years, but I love it. So. Do you have any uh, questions for Sheree? I, w- I heard a little bit just now, right before she, before the last clip, where she was talking about what, what, how she came about doing um, the story. Um, I just wanted to ask her, what do you want the takeaway to be for the audience? Oh, beautiful question. Well, hi, Xavier. Mm-hmm. Um, how you doing? <laughs> uh, I want people to take away that they have the power within themselves um, to create their own destiny. And that whatever their life may be, um, that they have the um, they have the 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 love. They when they find the love for themselves, uh, they can make their way. And also, just to you know, have the courage to um, share your life, share your story, because you never know who you might influence in the process. Oh, you, you, that's you beautiful. May, you may realize that your your journey, you didn't go through it alone. Somebody else probably went through something similar. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. and you just never know what uh, will spark a person. Mm-hmm. Well, Three. Xavier, thank you so much for calling this morning. Please, uh, you know, uh, stick around and listen to to the rest of the show, and hopefully, we'll see you at Journey This. Oh, you definitely will see me. Thank you. Have a good Thank night. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> uh, I never know how to react. I'll be I'll be upfront and transparent about that. It's sort of like a surprise, like, oh, yay, we have a caller. <laughs> what do we do with that? <laughs> so we answer for- the question. Yeah, well, thanks for for being a sport and and answering uh, Xavier's question. Um, you were speaking before before uh, the caller came in. Um, we were talking a little bit about the cyclical moment where um, you know your your grandmother had been sort of the person that helped with changing your diapers and you know being the nurturer in your life, and then the roles 
reverse and you become the the caregiver. Um, and so journey this has a lot to do with uh, that the, those moments for you. Is that correct? It has to deal with honoring. Well, yeah. It, I mean, those are. It has to deal with um, honoring our legacies and really paying attention to uh, what we're given and to um, stand in your own power, irregardless of it. Because some childhoods and even in my experiences weren't that pretty. So. It's what do you do from this moment forward? How do you choose to navigate your life, irregardless of whatever you went through? Because um, the most important thing is right now. Uh, You have to deal with right now and move forward in that. Um, I'm not saying not to acknowledge your past because that's where this is coming from. I'm going back in the past to deal with it to in order to move forward in the future. That's the whole point. Uh, and in that, you know, you um, learn to honor your feelings, both what we might call positive or negative, love, anger, fear, hurt, abandonment. That's all of this is what it's talking about. But what really matters is what happens in the end and the end is continuum because even in this moment, that moment has already passed. So we're constantly adjusting. So, I mean, I think it's just important to be aware and to take that information and step into your own power and make it happen, you know, the best way you know how. Especially in a time where technology, particularly phones and and iPads and things of these natures, you know, these uh, uh, technologies have kind of taking people's sense of presence away. It's sort of like, you know, you look around in a room at a restaurant, uh, even at a movie theater, and you'll see people on their phone. And, uh, you know, how do we develop uh, important discussions if we're not even present? If we're not, if you if you're in the same room with, let's say, you know, a sibling, a parent, a husband or wife, a coworker, and you're all on your phone, so how do you develop discussions about the important issues around us that affect us? And, um, you know, I think this message is suiting particularly um, at this time where, you know, there seems to be less and less uh, moments of quiet or presence and, and uh, you know, sort of this idea of listening to my life. Where am I? Um, at this time, what I thought we could do is let's play another bit of uh, of your music. I, I, I like sure. the, uh, the idea of uh, playing uh, Start on Something New. Does that work? Sure. Um, share with us a little bit about Start on Something New. <laughs> Probably the same thing in regards to um, being um, being aware of where you are and realizing that you're not happy, so you have to uh, make a change and um, and you have to act on it. And the only way you're going to do that is to do it. So you have to start on something new. I also want to let our listeners know that you know we do have links. 
uh, to your website on the episode description and also a link uh, for ticket information uh, for Journey This. Uh, SheraOneal.com is the website, but the links are available on the episode. So let's leave you with uh, for a moment with starting on something new. Thank you.
That was Sheree O'Neill. Start on something new. Sheree, welcome this morning. Um, I want to make sure that I give the opening uh, date of your show, which is Journey This. Uh, Journey This opens on February 20th and for five shows until March 6th. For more information, you can visit Journey This, brownpapertickets.com. Welcome back, Sheree. Or you Sheree. can go to that my website, and that'll, that'll be on there, too. On, on your main website, which is SheeRayOneal.com. Yes, it will be so, there as well. Um, we, we posted both links on the episode descriptions so if anyone um, has any challenges finding the, the, the site. Um, just scroll down the episode description, and you'll, and you'll see the links there. Um, I also Great. uploaded information on LGBTHeroArts.com. So you're listening to Queer Talk. I'm your host, Xavier Mejia. Today we're joined by award-winning writer and actress, Sheree O'Neill. Are you up for taking another call, Sheree? Of course I am. Keep okay. it coming. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, good morning. How are you? Who am I speaking with? This is Dina. Hi, Dina. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm I'm, okay. I'm actually in bed with a cold, but it's not. I'm Okay. <laughs> well, well, thanks for calling in. Do you have a question for uh, Sheree? Yes. Um, wow, Sheree is absolutely amazing, and you can hear her power and her strength through the radio. You know, and I'm just amazed. And I wanted to ask Sheree. Um, you know, she touched on something earlier in the interview regarding, you know, you know, Black History Month and the trials and tribulations that people of color face in this country. And I wanted to ask her, how did she find her power, you know, with facing all of that? Because, I mean, as we know, many of the problems and the social issues that we do have in this country, a lot of times that blame falls on the backs of people of color, particularly black women. And how did she find her power? Right. Hey, Nina. <laughs> Thank you so much for that question. Um, first of all, I think it comes from having a community of other strong, um, empowered women. Um, it comes from a little personal will of my own, which comes from how I was raised and who I was raised by. And um, and I think also just witnessing the the power um, of um, pre- of presence, um, which I attribute to um, the the women in my life, I think has allowed me to step in confidence and know who I am and. I think that's really the, the strength from that is just knowing who you are, and when you do, you ha- you walk a different way. And um, that's why I feel it's so important for young people to, especially young girls, to have an opportunity to express themselves in an empowering way because from that they also will walk with confidence and know their power, and that's where it comes from because it does come from you. Um, but definitely influences can uh, steer your path in a different way. So I think we all need to, like, be responsible for our young people, take responsibility in nurturing them and caring for them, uh, and especially because my show is talking about the impact of fatherless daughters, 
I mean, yeah. fortunately, when I got a little older, I did. My mom remarried, and I had a beautiful man in my life. But men, in particularly, need to also take their role in supporting and loving our young girls and boys as well. Um, right. And yeah. we just need to support each other in that. I guess that's that's the best way I can answer that. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I don't I don't think even the fathers that are there, I don't think they realize the importance that they play, especially in the roles of being that uh, that first man in the life of a young girl. Yeah, very important. Yeah, well, it's I mean, really you, important. You, yeah, you for those women out there who did not have these powerful women in their lives raising them, what advice do you have for them? Um, I have, you know, connect with a teacher, connect with, um, you know, uh, uh, siblings or, um, uh, I mean, that's that's basically how I can say it. It's like there's, hopefully they will have some influences in their life, and even if it's not a parent, um, mm-hmm. where they can look to. Um, yeah, there's also, community. Um, it's it's all about community, and mm-hmm. oh gosh, if you don't have community, I don't know what you have. That's actually a little sad thing. And Xavier was talking about that earlier today in terms of this disconnect uh, with just the human interaction and human spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's done in shorthand on a cell phone, and yeah, it's a little sad. Um, the, this generation that's coming up, um, I believe in them, but it's sad how disconnected. Um, Spirit is to life, mm. um, but you know that's a really good question. I'm not even sure how I answer that. If you don't have community, how do you? I can't even imagine. I mean, do you turn on a television show? Do you like pick up a book? Um, do you listen to a certain type of music? I mean, and you know, I, perhaps the same starvation for community is the same reason people are so plugged into their phones. You know, maybe you know people are. Search of identity and community, and it, you know, at some point um, in time, people had porches, and people sat on their porches and talked, and you know, there weren't, you didn't have televisions, you know, absorbing all your all your energy, and that seems to be gone. You know, even homes today aren't built with porches. So where do you where do you mm-hmm. find, uh, you know, communion amongst each other? You know, um, well, you don't know what yeah. I thought. Thinking about my my upbringing, I like nature. I mean, this might sound woo woo or foo foo, whatever. But nature was just such an. Uh, I really enjoyed nature, like just being outside and just the trees and the sun and all that good stuff. It just automatically does something to you. So then that begs the question: What do we do with our young people who are just in concrete living? You know, where yeah. do you find that peace? Where do you find it? So this is a call for uh, for all of us to step up and, and nurture ourselves and our and our kids. We have to, you know, do it do ourselves first. That whole airplane mentality. Put that mask on your on your on you first before you put Absolutely. it on your child. Absolutely. Thank you so much for answering my do- questions. Um, thank you so much for calling us and please uh, you know, um feel free to call back at any time. Thank you. <laughs> Thank have you. A, have a good morning. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I know we talked about this a little bit, but, you know, uh, about the, the the notion of having to talk 
about yourself sometimes is a little like, oh, you know, what do I say? And 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 uh, I mean, I you know just... that, Dina. That question was just so beautiful and amazing, and and that's what I'm talking about. Those questions that we um, are encouraged to ask ourselves because we're just so used to. I remember I was teaching, and one of these kids wrote um, something like, Sheree, I'm so tired of um, surviving. I want to live. And that was so important because, you know, you're just in that rat race, just trying to make it. And you just, you you don't have time to sit down and think, who am I and what am I about and where. But you know what? You do have time. And that's the thing. You have to make that, you have to take that moment. And and uh, reflect, because otherwise we're just in that circle, that little rat wheel, and we just will never get out of it. Absolutely. So we take a take a okay. Right. No, no. I just I wanted to say, you know, you, you were speaking about a community of women, and um, we we're also talking about the power of putting, you know, um, you know, as people of color. Or in in your in your case, as a black woman, uh, to put out your material, your work, your your own legacy, to put that out there. Um, and I know that you have people that that you put a lot of trust in because you know the the kind of work that you have uh, developed requires you know kind of the right touch. So I, I was reading that you have a great team, that you have a, a great director and producer. Um, can you share with us a little bit about uh, who well, your Well, I have to say, you, but you just are? talked to one of the producers. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yes. Dina Becker is one of the co-producers, amazing, uh, visionary, just real supportive and, you know, they 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 support me when I'm falling, and um, you know Rick Alonzo as well, co-producer, uh, just just creatively has helped me dig real deep into to just what I'm talking about in the show. Uh, Malika Davis, who's uh, going to be running the multimedia aspect of it. Was an old friend of mine who who's been through a lot of these situations that I'm going to be talking about in the show because uh, we've known each other for quite some time. And Lenora Thomas, who's one of my dearest dearest friends as well, uh, just someone who I trust, who I can you know I you know if I'm going the wrong way, she's going to tell me and she knows how to say it, so I don't get um, you know just close up because as artists, you know this is so personal. This is. Uh, I'm sharing my, I'm sharing, I'm being exposed, you know, and it's frightening um, in yeah. a beautiful way, but it's scary, you know. Uh, and um, and then my other soul brother, Tavares Wilson, who's a choreographer who's helping me with just body movement and, and also just movement period in terms of characters um, that I'm playing is I'm playing a wide range of characters from six years old to 80 years old, men and mm-hmm. women, so... Um, and oh, acting is my love. I'm returning back to the first love. So we're talking about cycles, and here I am back at the beginning. These full circle moments. Yeah. Well, you know, we we don't have a lot of time left, and I, what I want to make sure is that um, we do close up with playing um, 
so easy. Um, and I know uh, that's, that that's uh, a tough one because I was reading that it's about the impact of fatherless daughters, and you were talking a little bit about that earlier, and and also the 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 fact that at some point you were um, then introduced to someone great in your life, a stepfather, um, and but that also calls to ask people to to step up, and um, so uh, what is so easy about there's nothing easy about it that's it's the metaphor it's the opposite of what the title is the opposite of the the feeling it's i'm playing on opposites it's not easy at all he this is to um a man who was not present in my life who um you know if you want to call him my father you can call him that um, I had to learn at, uh, to accept him for who he is and know that that's not a reflection of who I am. And thus, that's where the, uh, that's where this poem was born from. Okay. So before, you know, before we, we close out, um, we'll let people know once again that for more information on the show and, and about you, um, they can go to com, and Journey This will be playing um, February 20th and runs until March 6th. Uh, and it's at the Lyric Hyperion Theater and Cafe. And that's, uh, is that in Silver Lake? It is. It's at the heart of Silver Lake, uh, right, 2106. Right, right. Actually, you know, now that I think about this, I've been there and it's been a long time. Oh my goodness, I can't wait to be back there and see you uh, live on stage. Um, but hopefully, you know, we'll connect uh, after the show. I would love to hear an update about how this all played out, how it all panned out. But you know, with somebody with a a body of work that you have, um, I like to make sure that you come back and we talk more about you know, who you are and the things that inspire you. And thank you this morning. Thank you so much for coming and joining me this morning. And I wish you a great day. Thank you so much, too, honey. I'm very proud of you, and you're just amazing. And thank you for creating this vehicle for uh, uh, communities uh, across the board. Thank you. I appreciate that. And um, so this is So Easy by Sheree O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Bye. Second time we met and under such circumstances, sadly, it was the same time mommy left this earth, my space, my space, you entered half willingly, you, dear absence, dear father, where art thou, you entered again unexpectedly. Why, after so many years, after I promised I would spit salty tears and horrid screams in your face, after I promised to cuss you the fuck out and hate you forever for leaving me, 
After I promised I would never listen to all your bullshit excuses for your absence, why? After so many years of broken promises and vanishing acts, betrayal and disgust, why was it so easy for me to call you daddy? After all these years of waiting, I forgot all the important questions to ask. After so many years of yearning for your embrace, your smile, your warmth of your voice, the tickle of your eyes, after 26 years, twice meeting you, a total of a 10-day vacation, why was it so easy for me to call you daddy? Damn, damn that little girl of three. Damn that little girl in me, all the silent prayers I made when I was three. Damn that little girl in me, longing to belong to dad. Now I see why it was so easy. I had been waiting for you for so long. Used to whispering your name, Daddy. The longing to see your face, Daddy. The wishing to know who you really be, Daddy. In one instant, all that anger and hurt gave way to yearning for daddy. In one instant, fear and neglect disappeared in place of daddy. In one instant, I have this chance. And right now, in this moment, I'm open. I'm here, I'm open to knowing the truth without hating you for it. So, Daddy, what happens? You have been listening to Queer Talk, an LGBT Hero Award Talk radio show. I'm your host, Xavier Mejia. On today's show, we had Sheree O'Neill. Thank you, Sheree, for being on the show with us. For more information on this episode and past episodes, please visit LGBTHeroAwards.com. Thank you. Have a good day.